0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for Forsyth Business Radio.
1: And hello, friends, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Forsyth Business Radio here on Business Radio X. I am your host, Amanda Pierce, joined by my co-host, Steve Cooper. Good morning, Steve.
2: Good morning, Amanda. How's it going?
1: Doing well today. We've got a fabulous guest in-house for this... Um, ad hoc show that we've created for Mr. Carter Barrett is in studio today. For those of you who don't know him through the community and through his campaign efforts, we're going to get to know all about him and his um, participation within Forsyth here momentarily. Um, good morning, Carter. Welcome to the show.
0: Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Steve. Thank y'all for having me
2: here.
1: Um, Steve, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about Carter for those who might not be as familiar with him.
2: Sure. We're, we're excited to have Carter in our studio this morning, he's running for State House District 24. Uh, Carter's a graduate of the University of Georgia. He's been in the banking business and served in our community for over 30 years. He's been on various organizations, such as Sonny Community Center, Northside Hospital Foundation, United Way, GNFCC, Forsyth County Chamber, The Place, Peach Street Parkway. He's a member of the Lanier Forsyth Rotary Club and a graduate of the leadership of Forsyth. Carter, welcome to the studio, and tell us a little about yourself and your family.
0: Well, great, guys. Thank you all for letting me be here today. Um, I'm a 30-year Forsythian. I came to work here June 4 of 1990 as a banker on on the square in downtown Cumming. When I first got here, the county, they had just finished the census, the county had 45,000 people. It's a very different place back then. There was no Halcyon at the time. There was no collection. There was no Northside Hospital. You know, the Polo Fields uh, uh, neighborhood was three years old. There was no Vickery, no Hendricks Middle School, no Vickery Creek Middle School or Elementary School. Just a very different place. I actually opened a a bank branch for Wachovia Bank where Halcyon sits now. At the time, we were out in the middle of a field. It was really a double-wide trailer. And uh, on the weekends, you'd be in there writing credit memos, and people would be out shooting shotguns around you, bird hunting and such. So it's just a very different place back then.
1: I uh, like the word Forsythian. That's the second time I've heard that, and it doesn't roll off the tongue very easily. But uh, n- nice to know that's what a native Forsyth county member is called, a Forsythian.
0: Uh, yes, um, but but it, it, we've been here for 30 years Over 30 years, I've been here working, and I raised my family here. We moved to the county. I raised my children. Both of my daughters are graduates of West Forsyth High School. Uh, They did exceedingly well in our great school system. Both of them did very well in the ACTs. They got great scholarships to colleges of their choice. And uh, so we've just been part of the fabric of this community for a good long time, and this community has been so good to us. We're, we're just excited to be able to give. We want to give back as much, uh, do as much for the community as the community's done for us.
2: So, Carter, tell us, for our listeners out there, tell us a little bit about the position that you're running for. What is the Georgia State House District 24? So,
0: Georgia State House District 24 represents you know, over 50,000 people, give or take, on the west side of the county. Uh, it runs right down the county line, just north of Highway 20 almost over to the city of Cumming, and then right down to the Cherokee County line all the way to the southern tip of the county, comes over McFarland Road, scoops up a piece of Halcyon, and then comes back over Mullinax. Uh, Denmark uh, High School in the district. West, West Forsyth is in the district. And it, and it kind of runs back up Highway 9 and then toward a doglegs around Cumming. Cumming used to be part of that district. It's no, the city of Cumming is no longer in the district. As of recently with the redistricting, this happened.
2: And being a part of Forsyth County for so many years and your dedication and commitment, tell everybody, why are you running for this position?
0: Well, Steve, the main reason I'm running is, you know, I just woke up one day and I thought, you know, I'm sick and tired of politics as usual. You know, you you turn on the TV, regardless of your political persuasion, and you're told what to go argue and fuss about during the day. And I thought, we're not making any real progress. We're just screaming louder and louder and becoming more and more extreme. Sometimes it seems like we have two tails wagging the dog. And, um, and I just thought, there's a better way to do it than we are doing it. And I, I kind of want to change the tone and tenor of politics, even in Forsyth County. You know I'm a good, solid, conservative guy. But, and, and sometimes we can disagree, but, but how do you disagree with people without being so dang disagreeable? And, and being civil and bringing statesmanship back into politics. And, and, and this is really about effective leadership and getting things accomplished for this county.
2: So speaking of the county, um, Cora, the county is going to double in size, almost 500,000 people in the next 30 years. And there's a lot of important to- topics that need to be discussed and how we grow and how we are effective in leadership. Tell us a little bit about um, the school systems here and education in the county.
0: Well, that's a that's a great thought, Steve. You know, as I mentioned, when I got here, the county was 45,000 people. Today we're north of 250,000. Uh, you know, I had the good fortune in 2005 to lead something called Envision 2020 for the county. It was a year-long visioning process where we met with people, elected officials from all over the county and citizens from all over the county to talk about what we want the future of the county to look like. What does success look like? You know, that sort of Stephen Covey, start with the end in mind. And, and then work back to that. Um, it's time for us to do that again in Forsyth County. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have led that effort, and many of the things that we discussed and concluded in that effort have come to fruition. We've got we've got so many things that are going well in Forsyth County. We've got one of the best school systems in the state. We've got just a robust, exciting economic environment here. We've got great parks and rec. We've got a, a, a terrific public safety uh Group with a, a, a very strong sheriff, uh, city of Cumming, police department, fire department, et cetera. So we're doing th- many things right. We, we, in a funny way, are a victim of our own success. And so now people are eager to come to Forsyth County. Largely, people come here often. If you ask people, why did you move to Forsyth? The most common answer there is we have really good schools here. And they're coming from all over the country for those reasons. But also quality of life, low taxes. People feel secure here. All of those things. The chi- the trick is, now that we're, now we are where we are, it's very important that, that looking to the future, if we are going to double in size, we want to make sure that we're thinking about quality of life here and what we want the future to look like. We want to channel that growth so that we don't want to just fall into the future where we just let it happen. If we do that, we'll look like Buford Highway or Holcomb Bridge Road. We don't want that. We want... You know, right now we have a community that people want to move to, to educate their kids. There's good economic opportunity. But, but the thing is, when it's time to retire, we don't want you to come here, raise your kids, make a pile of money, and then go somewhere else to retire. We need to design and build a community that is so nice that you wouldn't consider retiring somewhere else. You want to be right here because it's just the finest place in the country.
1: I want to ask you a question, and this is coming from a personal perspective. I grew up in Peachtree City, Georgia, about 100 miles south of here, better known as the golf cart community, and we experience exactly what you just mentioned. So it's a fantastic place to raise a family, and it's a fantastic place to retire. But for the in-betweens, there was nothing. So talk about how Forsyth is going to retain that in-between, that medium-age or per capita, you know, um, which is me, the millennial, or the Gen Z, Gen X, et cetera, how are you going to retain that gap in between? Because you just mentioned a great place to raise a family for schools and you want them to stay here to retire. So how can you or how would you suggest that Forsyth avoid that stop gap like I just mentioned that Peachtree City experiences?
0: So that, that's a great question. Opportunity. Opportunity is what, what that group of people in our, in our society is looking for. We don't uh, – we've got a great school system, and that's super. We need to preserve what's great about it, and we need to enhance it and make it even better. Uh, education, you know, pathways. We've got a great pathways program here. Um, you know, I recently talked to someone, and they, and they were a little frustrated about some things with the school system. I said, would you tell me something good about the school system? So, oh, yeah, academics are great, and my kids are learning how to fly an airplane at Alliance Academy here. Uh, both of my sons are. Wow. That's, that's, that's pretty forward-thinking for a school system, right? I think the, the a, a key goal for us is to to enhance that pathways program earlier so that our tagline for the campaign is imagine the possibilities. We also as far as education goes, we want our young people to be able to imagine the possibilities for their futures earlier in life, start getting an idea because if you don't you don't know what you don't know, right? So if we can expose them to that that vast array of different opportunities earlier so they we can stimulate that thought process and get them to identify some of those career paths earlier in life that's a, a great thing but on top of that economic development Amanda we want to make sure that, that it's a place that we don't want you uh, our young people just to come here and get educated go off to school and then leave forever we want them to come back so how do we make that happen well we make sure that it's a great place to live with a great quality of life but most importantly they've got to have great opportunities as well so that means economic development. That means bringing the right types of companies and the right kind of jobs, the well paying, the high paying jobs, and to create those opportunities for for younger people. So they'll, they will have those opportunities and they will choose to come here. On top of that, you know, not just getting good jobs, recruiting healthcare and IT jobs, those types of opportunities, which we're doing a great job with the help of our Chamber of Commerce economic development team and 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 the county and its great efforts as well.
1: I know we were just at the same, what was it called, Steve, the State of the House address?
2: He, excuse me, State of the County Address. State last of the Tuesday. County Address,
1: and that's where we all uh, got a chance to share some fellowship, and they did mention some of those things that you just shared. This is a very uh, tech-heavy and medical-heavy community with lots of growth potential, and I think that they're trying to attract Um, new people to the area and also get them into the workforce with longevity speaking of economics i wanted to ask you during your tenure um with successfully growing affinity bank by focusing businesses or by focusing on business excuse me
0: community business bank was a bank that i built right here in Forsyth county
1: oh i apologize But you were with Affinity, right? Yes, I am Okay, that's where it came. So say it again, Community.
0: So Community Business Bank was a bank that I was a founder and CEO of. We opened that bank in 2008 right here in Forsyth County. Uh, In business, I'm most well-known for being the guy that founded and started that bank. We had had 313 investors. Almost all of them were from this area. Uh, And uh, we, we... we, we opened that bank in 2008 when the Great Recession was just beginning. The Federal Reserve cut interest rates 75 basis points the morning we opened. It was a historically large cut, and the Great Recession was on. During the time that we were open, uh, there were 89 banks in the state that were closed by the FDIC or the Department of Banking and Finance. During that time, we built one of the, uh, one of the soundest, most, uh, one of the cleanest banks in America, and we, and we ran that bank successfully over seven years. And then we transitioned that bank to, a, to another bank. Uh, we sold in 2015 to Community and Southern Bank. One of our locations is down across from house, uh, the, the collection. You'll the collection, see the bank yeah. OZK building there. That right. was one of our two locations.
1: Now, uh, a gal at OZK very well where I was going with that Carter was you were focusing on businesses and fundamentals in the conservative economic principles through that endeavor how do those same principles translate from your success in building the bank into your campaign
0: that's a, the the question of the of the day thank you for asking that in a bank you 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 have investors you 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 write a business plan you have a a board of directors you have a whole bunch of employees with all different types of personalities you've got hundreds of investors, you've got thousands of customers, you get to interact with the FDIC, the Department of Banking and Finance. You you have many, many people that you're responsible to, you're beholden to. And the trick is to take that potential cacophony of noise and create an orchestra, create a a seamless plan with a goal and a point out on the horizon that you're trying to go to. And so you want to bring all those different stakeholders, uh, employees, shareholders, Board members, customers, government folks, and 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 move the whole thing successfully to a good outcome or a good place out on the horizon. This is very similar to that: building and designing a community. You've got all of your citizens, and their and their voice is the most important, right? But then you're co- then you're coordinating with your city officials, your 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 city councilman, your mayor, your county commissioners, your board of education, your public safety community. And then you're working with the with your leadership at the capital, the people in your delegation at the capital. We've got great representatives like uh, Ty Jones, Laura McDonald, West Cantrell. You know, we've we've got many good represent, re, representatives at the capital now, and also the leadership at the capital. The goal is to take all of those different entities, much like that bank, cast a vision for what you want the future of your community to look like. Create a, biz, a a war plan, a plan to move the thing forward, and then to go out and execute on that. So it's actually a very similar endeavor.
1: Structure-wise, absolutely. I can see the parallels. And you said something earlier that really kind of stuck with me, and I even made a note. We can either fall into the future, fall into the future, or we could have a thoughtful and deliberate future. And it sounds like thoughtfulness and being deliberate is something that is paramount for you.
0: Absolutely, I'm I'm not a I'm not a shoot from the hip or ready fire aim kind of a guy. Everybody knows me, I I'm, I'm sort of think, deliberate, contemplate, reflect, get it right, not get it fast, and, and then go execute on it. Bring the right people together to to go accomplish those those critical goals that you set.
2: So Carter, Amanda just touched on this for a moment. I know you from uh, the various nonprofit organizations and the Forsyth Chamber Board and the Rotary. And I know you're passionate about a lot of things, but tell the listeners out there, why are you passionate about running for this position? Steve, really, this is, to me, is, is about
0: two things. No more politics as usual. No more sound bites. Say anything to get an applause. But rather, I feel like we need a civics lesson sometimes in Forsyth County, what the role of a state representative really is. It's about effective leadership. A key key role of a representative is to get down to that capital and to advocate for Forsyth County. You obviously are an advocate for the whole state, but you should also be a fierce advocate for your community. That means we're a big donor community in Forsyth County. You know, out of every dollar in sales, we keep three pennies here and we send four pennies to the capital. On top of that, we send our state income taxes uh, down to the capital. We're a big donor community. I want to remedy that. I want to make sure that we have a proper seat at the table, and we're bringing uh, those critical resources back to our community in the form of better schools, better infrastructure, so that we can so that we can plan for the for what we know is coming in the future. To do that, it takes relationships. You've got to you've got to be able to build good relationships here locally, and you've got to be able to have great relationships down at the Capitol. If you want to be effective for your community and bring those critical resources back to the community.
2: Talking about quality of life and Forsyth County growing the infrastructure, infrastructure is, is critical here to Forsyth County in the future. Tell us your thoughts on infrastructure, Carter.
0: You know, uh, so many, we we've got a, a lot of road improvement projects happening right now. We've got to remember our history. Um, in 2014, uh, the voters voted uh, approved a, a a bond issuance of 200 million dollars for transportation in Forsyth County. Today, you're seeing the exchange, the interchange at 400 and McGinnis Ferry as a result of that. You're seeing the flyover at Brownsbridge Road and the widening of McGinnis Ferry, all uh, the the widening of 400 that has already happened. All of that is an offshoot of, of the voters' decision in 2014. To uh, to bring that, we were able to amplify those resources with funds from the state and also federal funding as well to help uh, us get many of those improvements today. Relationships really do matter. We're we're gonna you know I recently was able to lead a, a transportation summit uh, with our county manager Kevin Tanner and our assistant county manager David McKee, and it was purely it was just to talk about transportation, the future of transportation we probably got 860 million dollars in projects, your mark that we probably identify that we probably need to, to find a way to accomplish much of that. You know, we've got a lot of roads in the county that, that, they, that they all need to be improved. We also have a lot of roads that are dangerous. You know, we've got a lot of young people. We've got 53,000 children in our school system. There's a lot of drivers out on the road, a lot of young drivers on the road. And as you notice as you ride around the county, many of the roads don't have shoulders you know they've got steep uh, banks on the sides if your child is that kid who's texting and driving when they shouldn't be of course but kids do that right when they go off the side of the road they're going down a hill into the woods likely we need to we need safer roads we need better roads and we need and, and for site county again imagine the possibilities when you're in your car i don't want you sitting in your car i want you riding in it and when you're riding and you're looking out of the windows and you're looking at beautiful things, mm-hmm. landscape boulevards and bike paths and connectivity, mm-hmm. yes, connectivity from one nice place to another so that you can actually get out there on your bicycle or, or go for a run with your family and not, and not take your life in your hands when you do it. So quality of life. You know, we talk about quality of life a lot. Well, talk is cheap. Normally people just say, we just got to slow the growth. We need to control the growth here to, we, to preserve what we have. Um
1: for the future,
0: for the future. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, but talk is cheap. So when you ride down 141 and you look at the bushes that are planted in the median, some friends and I started something called the Peachtree Parkway Improvement District to try to beautify that road, to get the grass cut and get some bushes planted, to sort of plant the seed for the future so that the county might follow suit. When you look at McFarland Road, when you're coming up 400, you look at Windward Parkway. Winward Parkway, the exit off of 400 is beautiful, right? It's well landscaped. It's very attractive. You get to McFarland, uh, not so much. We've created the South Forsyth CID. You, Steve, you were involved in that. We have other friends like Carter Patterson who played a role in that as well. Our chamber helped with that. Five years ago, I was traveling around the county getting, getting property owners down there to agree to create a CID. So in another year or two, McFarland is going to look dramatically nicer. It's going to be a much more beautiful boulevard in a couple of years. You know, you can look at the new substation, the power substation on McFarland Road at Union Hill Road. It's not a beautiful thing. The irony is, I thought, did anybody bother to call anyone at Sony EMC to say, hey, can we do anything to sort of diminish? You know, you've got to have certain things for infrastructure like that substation. But is there anything you can do to sort of lessen the the blight, the the, uh, the aesthetic blight that it is? I So I called a, a board member. It's on EMC. I said, is there anything we can do about that? He said, Carter, let me check on that. I'll call you back. And he was so gracious. He called me back that afternoon and said, you know, Carter, end of May, we're going to start landscaping that. Wow. Pretty basic stuff, All right? All it took was a call. Takes a phone call. Now, yeah. they probably were planning to do that anyway, but but – Someone, you would think, how come no one bothered to answer the to question? Their
1: attention. Yeah. You know,
0: we have a good friend, Bubba McDonald, who's one of our five public service commissioners. Uh, Bubba is a Forsythian. Uh, I thought, did anybody even bother to call Bubba to say, hey, I wonder if there's anything we can do with that? And someone said to me, well, technically they regulate Georgia Power, but not the EMC. I said, it doesn't matter. He's got great friends everywhere. He can make that call. But I went ahead and had made the call anyway, and that's the answer I got from a good friend on the board of Sony EMC.
1: Carter, speaking of calls, we just had a call in from a friend of yours who uh, the people within Forsyth might know very well. And who is our caller? Our caller today is Lauren McDonald, and he has a question for you, Carter. Are you ready?
0: Um, yes.
1: All right. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it, Lauren. Um, As you have been campaigning around the west side of Forsyth County, talking with citizens, have you also met with other leaders and listened to their concerns too? Bigger picture than just District 24, as we are all one community. Thank you, Lauren, for listening and thank you for the call-in.
0: Absolutely. You, you, don't, you don't represent just a piece of the community. You represent the whole community. A good example is the City of Cumming. The, the, frankly, the City of Cumming used to be part of House District 24. With redistricting, it no longer is. I spoke to Mayor Troy Brumbelow recently. And we're all very excited about the opening of the new city center. And Troy Brumbelow has endorsed and supports my campaign. Congratulations. He said, "Carter, while I'm no longer, while the city's not technically in in the in the district, you've always been very thoughtful about the the city and the contribution it makes to the community, and and uh, we're very comfortable with you, even though we know technically you won't represent us, you'll always represent the whole community."
1: Absolutely, they live in your heart, and it's hard to let them go. Perfect, Steve. I'll let you uh, take the next question.
2: Carter, we we talked about this earlier. You're you're a very humble fella, but you're very well connected here in the community. And for those who who don't know of you, how tell the listeners how they can find out about you?
0: Well, you can you can uh, follow us on Facebook, um, Carter Barrett for State House, or our, our or you can go to our website, Barrett for State House. Um, I'm pretty easy to check out because I have been very active in the community for 31 years, and this particular election. I would ask that voters, you know, really – I think our country is too close to the edge. You know, I woke up recently, Steve. I was sitting on my sofa on a Saturday morning. My wife and daughter Cornelia were, were out of town, and I turned on the TV, and I looked at uh, looked at the Fox News for a minute. Then I looked over at Netflix and thought, maybe I can watch a movie. And I thought about it, and I thought, you know, this is amazing in America. You know, I can sit here and watch a movie on, on Netflix, or I can literally go out and build an empire. That's what capitalism allows – Now, I've got to pay some taxes, probably too much in taxes, but I've got to pay taxes and I've got to obey the law. But the rules are so abundantly broad for me to go out and conceive and create things. I thought, you know what, it's open for everyone. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what sex you are. You can literally go build an empire, and you're only limited by your work ethic and your talent. And if you happen to be a resource guy but you're not a prolific idea guy, you can go partner up with someone who has great ideas. If you're a prolific creative thinker and you have ideas once a day but you're not you don't have resources, you can partner up with a resource person and go out and and it's amazing what capitalism uh, what the opportunities that creates. And I thought about and that's part of why I'm running. I thought there's never been a place like this in the history of the world. There'll never be a place like this again. And I can't understand why it seems like so many people are intent on screwing that up. We've got the greatest thing in the world. It's, it's so open. It's, it's, it's available to anyone. Why would we want to mess that up? But I'm afraid that we've got too many pol- politicians, and they're looking for sound bites, and they're, and they're becoming more and more shrill to get more airtime. And I'm not sure that's really serving this country. Uh, and, and that's a big part of why I'm doing this. I want to make sure that we preserve what this great country is and what this great community is.
1: Well, I applaud you for your grassroots efforts. Um, I've seen – please help me out with what this is. I'm going to just call it a driving billboard bus truck. What is it? What is it? You can see it driving down the road. Help me out here. It's you're, larger you're than Carter. life. It's a billboard truck.
0: It's a great truck. Okay. And, and when, you, when you see the billboards driving around – Please be polite. That's my wife driving it. So
1: sweet. I saw her in the parking lot. Well, what I was going to say was you're doing, uh, you're making great strides, grassroots style. I see you out there at networking events. You're involved with the chamber. You're shaking hands. You've made some great marketing moves. Um, your appearance here with us on Business Radio X. So you're really moving and shaking here locally. So I wanted to tip my hat to you and your efforts. And I wanted to share that you're highly visible from a third party perspective
0: thank you amanda of course i want to do a special uh, also just one other thought you know talking about effective leadership we've had some representatives who are freshmen down at the capitol now Lauren mcdonald has been down there he's in his second year will wade's in his second year they're both freshmen
1: for those that don't know lauren mcdonald because not all of our listeners are local pardon me um carter he is with the georgia house of representatives
0: and he's an entrepreneur. He owns McDonald and Son Funeral Home here in Forsyth County with his father and his wife. Thank you. But we talk about being a donor community. Lauren has gone to the Capitol this year with uh, and another freshman, Will Wade, and, and I want to talk about really effective leadership. In his second year at the Capitol, he's already the governor's floor leader. Um, he's he's well-received down there because he's great at building relationships. Working closely with Kevin Tanner, our county manager, and some of our county officials, he was able to secure, you know, $62 million this year for the expansion and improvement of post-road. Wow. They were able to bring another $32 million in for infrastructure improvements uh, for Fowler, Fowler Park, the treatment plant at Fowler. Another $12 million for University of North Georgia. Mm. You know, these things just don't happen. Lanier Tech, University of North Georgia are prime examples. West Forsyth High School has more dual enrollment students than any other high school in the county. My daughter was able to get her associate's degree in college before she graduated from high school here in Forsyth County. Wow. Because we have Lanier Tech here and we have University of North Georgia. Those are great, visible, obvious, tangible examples of great representation at the Capitol. At the time those things were, were brought to Forsyth, there was, a, there was strong collaboration by, between our elected officials at the city level, the county level, and the citizens of Forsyth, working closely with the people at the Capitol. As a result, we have University of North Georgia's campus. That doesn't just help our kids who can now go dual enrollment. It also helps kids who, who maybe don't want to go off to University of Georgia or Georgia Tech or wherever they go to college. They can go get a degree right here in our community because of that. There are very profound things that have a long-term ripple effect through this community, economic impact of it, opportunities for our kids, opportunities for us, for those of us who are a little bit older. You know, inflation, something no one's talking, I mean, everybody talks a little bit about inflation. I went to the grocery store the other day, and a pack of hot dogs was $7. I took a picture of it. It's mind-boggling. Gas prices are off the hook. For a while, everyone was saying, uh, you know, it was a short-term thing. I've been screaming, depleting our reserves. Yeah, i I've been screaming about inflation since 2013. I reconfigured our bank's bond portfolio. Then I said inflation is going to hit us like a freight train in 2013. To get ultra short on the duration of our bonds because I knew that with inflation, interest rates would go up. I was just early. Three years ago, I told a, a fellow running for house for for United States Congress for the sixth uh, at the time the seventh congressional district. I said, I want you to go read the the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Inflation is going to hit us like a freight train. You watch. It's coming. Well, now we see it. It's very real, 8.5% inflation. You know, really in Atlanta, we, we, we suffer even more. You're seeing it at the grocery store. You're seeing it at the gas pump. It's gonna be, you're certainly going to see it in health care. If you're a young person trying to buy a house, and house prices are very high, and now couple that with rising interest rates, so it's going to be more elusive to buy a house. If you are a middle-aged person who's been pounding funding that four hundred one k plan for years, decades, and they're thinking I am going to have a comfortable retirement, and all of a sudden they're looking at you know eight or ten percent inflation and thinking, what is that going to do to my retirement nest egg? I, I, maybe I am not going to be as well off as I thought. Throw that together with the fact that you are now going to live a lot longer, probably people are going to be living to ninety, ninety-five. Who knows? Uh, and they're tr- and they're thinking about retiring, and now in, and now enter hyperinflation Charlie Munger who is Warren Buffett's partner says that inf- he calls inflation the number one danger in our country apart from nuclear war wow you know that, this is a big deal inflation is not just oh higher gas prices temporary temporarily and higher grocery uh, prices this is very real if you're a senior citizen and you're living on a fixed a fixed income and now you're now prices are going through the roof This is a very big problem for people. So what's the countermeasure for inflation? You know, here in Forsyth County or down at the Capitol, we don't control monetary policy and fiscal policy in Washington, D.C. What can we do? And Steve Steve can speak to this as well as anyone. We can create a really robust economic environment locally, right? We can bring those right companies to Forsyth County, those high-paying jobs. You know, I I had the great fortune of, of leading I have the great uh, honor and privilege of leading the Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation for University of North Georgia. We have student Ruben Bowling, our great friend, help create the entrepreneur, entrepreneur Program at UNG. I have the privilege of being the co-chair or the chair, actually, of, of, that, of that entity, the Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation. Helping people to create their own jobs, fostering a robust entrepreneurial environment but also continuing education. Education isn't just not quite K-12. It's University of North Georgia's Lanier Tech. It's bringing critical resources from the capital to enhance programming, uh, like a nursing program that uh, that they, they are, like University of North Georgia's, mm-hmm. collaborating with Northside Hospital on a right. nursing program, as an example. Bringing those resources from the capital to help enhance programming at those institutions so that us, the, those of us, even who are older, can make sure that our skills are staying relevant that's the countermeasure to inflation let's have a great economy here and great additional educational opportunities for those of us who are a little bit older so that we stay relevant that's our answer to it to hyperinflation
1: Carter, your passion for all of these topics is, are evident. If anybody out there listening would like to continue this conversation with you, meet you for coffee, or find you in the marketplace and learn about all of the things that you look to deliver to um, our state and the county of Forsyth, how could someone get in touch with you or how could they manifest that uh, that meetup?
0: I would uh, hope that people would feel very comfortable calling me on my cell phone at 404 964 7925. If you have any questions whatsoever about this community, about the work that gets done at the Capitol, how we make this community better, your ideas, your thoughts, your concerns, call me on my cell phone. I'd love to have that conversation. It's, I love this community. It's been great to my family and, and to me, and I just want to serve this community. This is the only uh, political office I ever intend to run for. 404 964 7925.
1: Thank you for your dedication to the success of our future. Um, I do want to say, Steve, do you have anything to add as our show is coming to an end? But I want Carter to leave our listeners with the final thought.
2: Sure. I just want to thank Carter for coming out and having a great conversation with us. And we wish you the best of luck, my friend.
0: Thank thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Steve. It's, It's a great, great community, and we look forward to making it even better.
1: And for those of you who have, who have been listening, we had the great pleasure of speaking with Carter Barrett, Carter Barrett, and that is B-A-R-R-E-T-T, if you guys are out there giving it a Google. Again, you can get in touch with him personally. He was kind enough to give his cell phone number, and also you can find him on all social media outlets. Um, if you miss the live broadcast, you can always catch up with our shows at businessradiox.com and select the Forsyth Studio. Stay connected with us on social media at Forsyth Business Radio X. I have been your host, Amanda Pearch, and for my co-host, Steve Cooper, do you have anything to add before we say bye-bye?
2: No, let's have a great day.
1: Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Forsyth Business Radio on Business Radio X.